0: Hello again, Bonnie D. here with Judy Cubas. She is the Global Industry Marketing Lead for Automotive and IMNC at SAP. And she is one of the leading forces behind the great success of this year's BP for Auto, that's Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit, the Motor City. Judy, you want to take a deep breath? I know you've been working so hard to help put this conference together. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well, Bonnie. How are you? I'm
0: fine, thank you. Uh, You've set me up to interview some really interesting people, and as you know, we've gotten such a variety of perspectives on what's happening in the industry. And Judy, the big takeaway for me, and I'm going to ask you about yours, the big takeaway for me is how much people are enjoying the the intimacy, quote-unquote, of a small conference with about 400 attendees, meaning it has grown exponentially from when it was started four years ago. They like the face-to-face, they like the connections, the collaborative thinking the sharing among colleagues and among competitors. Did you see this as well
1: during the conference? Absolutely, Bonnie. I mean, 400 sounds a lot, but I think in a conference you can still meet and talk to so many people, especially as there's been distinct tracks. So if you're interested in supply chain, you'll see the same people in each session. And it's been really great to see the conversations and the networking. And just the general feedback that everybody's been given about the conference. And, and you know what, Judy,
0: you mentioned the number 400, as did I. Somebody told me a little while ago in one of my other interviews that 400 to him is a small-ish conference. It's not like one of those big expositions where you go to a big convention center and you've got thousands and thousands of people. So it sounds to me like you might have arrived at a really good number. Judy, you and I were chatting before we started this interview and you told me you were mostly impressed with the focus on the business value of the implementation of all of these innovations
1: in automotive. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. I mean, What I've I've really taken away from most of the presentations that I've attended is everybody's talking about business value, they're talking about end user experience, they're talking about the why that they're doing things, nobody's implementing technology for technology's sake, they're really looking for things like automation, robotic automation, blockchain to really solve a business problem or to generate more value, to free up time for people, to allow them to do different things. And and I think the other big takeaway is people are really becoming focused on agility. Everyone can tell you that there's big changes coming to the automotive industry. You know, there's mega mega trends coming as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, sharing the autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles. And people are really looking at the need to be agile to solve business problems that they don't even know about. And they're looking to do collaboration. One of the very interesting sessions was around design thinking, getting different perspectives Um, and how to solve problems that you might not even know exist. And the other thing is I've really been struck with the connections with smart cities. You know, the issue of urbanization is actually really driving a lot of the changes in the automotive um, industry and the blurring of boundaries between what was considered public sector and, uh, you know, automotive became clear, especially in one of the keynotes this morning that was between the SAP Vehicle Network w- with people from here, Technologies and Spot Hero, partnerships are going to be essential to solve these problems. Partnerships between, you know, technology firms, service firms, as well as the public sector to solve the big problems that we, we're going to be facing in the coming years.
0: Thank you, Judy. Very, very interesting. I, I like your overall perspective. We haven't talked too much about the smart cities in congestion. I did speak to somebody about, about the idea of congestion. Any thoughts on the responsibilities? Do you think that automakers, manufacturers, the ancillary accessory manufacturers, everybody through that whole value chain and automotive need to get together and say, how are we going to help congestion in our cities as population becomes increasingly urbanized all over the world? What are your thoughts on that? What did you hear?
1: I think what I heard is everybody recognizes that the Current approach is not going to work. I mean, Mm -hmm. partly because we can't fit more more cars on the road, but also because um, the different the the changing generations are looking for different things. You know, they're more likely not to own a car. You know, they're, they're looking for different modes of transport. So I think people realize that, and businesses realize that they're going to have to change to have a sustainable model in the urban environment so that they can be, you know, they can be viable in years to come. So I Very. think it's just a business imperative. It, it is. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Judy.
0: Judy, I've been asking all of the interviewees, you know what's coming next. I want to know on a personal level, if autonomous vehicles came to wherever you live, wherever you travel or work around the world, would you give up ownership of your own car?
1: Having listened to all the uh, interviews, I know that I'm in the minority, but yes, I absolutely would. I mean, there's a couple of reasons. I was, I've was i just gone through the process of buying a car, and um, it was really interesting. We went through all of the different use cases that we wanted this car to, to use, and we had to choose one because we couldn't find one car that would fit everything. I would definitely take the opportunity to be able to use a car to fit a specific need rather than just own one car that only fits one. So I would definitely give up my keys.
0: Interesting. I I heard that business model proposed, I think, last year at best practices. Somebody said you would be able to go into a subscription model for use of a car. So if you wanted to go skiing on the weekend, you could subscribe and basically buy whatever credits. I think it was on a credit basis. You could Mm -hmm. buy credits to pick up a car at a central point near you or have somebody have an Uber take you to that place pick up the car it would be equipped with the latest tires and uber traction separate traction for going on the snow and in the hills and take you and your your friends or your family to this place safely get you back then if the next day you wanted to just go grocery shopping with the kids and you needed a something like we used to call a station wagon or a van you could borrow that for a couple of hours and then you could have this really sexy sports car on the
1: weekend to go away so what do you think would
0: that would that work for you (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, the other keynote this morning from Rinspeed, Frank uh, Rinder yes. Connect, who you also interviewed, yes. he, he talked about the same model for his Snap Concept car. So I think that that is definitely something that's coming down the pipe.
0: Thank you very much. I love that phrase coming down the pipe. Judy Cubis. congratulations again on a wonderful conference. And uh, I know all the hard work has paid off. I've heard nothing but glowing feedback on it. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off. SAP, Best Practices for Automotive. Bye-bye for now.